Today's episode is brought to you by Drizzly. Beer, wine, and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes. Let's face it, we've all been in that situation where you forgot to pick something up and you just don't want to get back in your car and head back to the store and get it. Well, Drizzly has you covered. Shop and order from thousands of products from local retailers with absolutely no markup. Seriously. And if you head over to unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, right now and enter the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Sit back and relax and order yourself a six-pack or a nice bottle of Cab Sav or a handle of Buffalo Trace if you so wish. Do it all with Drizzly at unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly. And then use the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, and you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Drizzly, beer, wine, and liquor, delivered in under 60 minutes. Must be 21 to use. Enjoy responsibly. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Happy hour? More like amateur hour. Welcome to United We Drink. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a podcast that may well be the leaders of the South Florida Allagash Fan Club. Welcome to United We Drink right here on unitedwedrink.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are found. My name is Mikey Revich, and I am Allagash White. I am joined by my two co-hosts. First is a man who is also Allagash White, Phil Palmasano. Uh, this has taken a really weird spin, Mike. I, eh, I'm Allagash White. Next up is a man that is Allagash White as well, Joel Codner. I'm Allagash White AF. <laughs> as you may well know, we are we are hyped about the news that we dropped on last week's virtual happy hour of Allagash White making a temporary return to. Florida in June, dropping some Allagash White and River Trip on Total Wine for an exclusive deal over there. If you did not join us for the happy hour on Zoom, Joel, why don't you tell everyone the story about when we found out about this news? <laughs> so our buddy Ed Roberts from Total Wine, what what is his regional order captain is yes. that <laughs> he's a rock or or rock as he likes to call himself uh informed us in a group chat about Allagash White returning to South Florida I jumped into the conversation or was made aware of it somewhere in the middle and missed the first few details so I didn't realize that it wasn't here already um <clears throat> I was asking you guys for clarification Mike goes look at the picture again or something like I that I said Ed scroll had- up yeah, Ed posted some sort of 
promotional image that I guess is going out from Total Wine, and uh, it said available now. So I freaked out, got in my car, uh, peeled out of the driveway. I told no one I was leaving, and because uh, I when I Googled Allagash, <laughs> uh, South Florida, it immediately came up on Instacart from my local Publix, and it said available now. So I hauled ass out of here, and I was frantically uh, searching the beer aisle at my Publix looking for it. In fact, so much so that I thought it was right in front of me and I couldn't see it because I was that amped up about it. Uh, but sure enough, it was not there. Uh, you guys burst my bubble and said it won't be till mid-June. Or sorry, early June, I think first first week, end of first week. Yeah. But um, regardless, it's uh, still exciting. It's been a very long time since Allagash has been here. And this may be the very first time in a long time that I will be lining up for beer. <laughs> Probably just with the two of us. I mean, I I hope other people are excited that Allagash White's coming back into the state. But I, I, I how long is that line going to be? Is it Bourbon County long? I don't know, but I mean, you can mark me down for a case easy. I'm, I'm definitely it. I, I believe I saw an article where it's twelve ounce glass. Did Ed confirm? Because I was not on the actual call. I'm, I'm fingers crossed for some aluminum. Twelve, twelve pack, twelve ounce cans. Four pack, sixteen ounce cans. Awesome. And then four pack, sixteen ounce cans of River Trip. Awesome. River Trip's so good. I've never had that one. It's tasty. Uh, should I should I freeze some to save for later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I it's, heard that works. It's just like meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, since we're not drinking Allagash White right now, uh, what are we drinking, gentlemen? Phil, I'm drinking water. Sober Sunday this Sunday. Ah. Uh. Coors Light and an aluminum pint. Um, it's basically going down like water because I was just. Outside detailing the cars in the brutal heat, and uh, I think after I sign off here, I'll probably have another one of those uh, sunny side up stouts from Pizza Boy, uh, which I may or may not be dunking a Krispy Kreme donut in. <laughs> Make sure that you post it on uh, Twitter so people can love or hate that uh, <laughs> out of you. Um, I'm. I just finished a Copper Point Lager. I'm moving on to Guayabera Citra Pale Ale from Cigar City. I got that the mix pack. That's Guayabera High Life Florida Man and Florida Cracker the other day, and my first time having Florida Man. Very good. It seems to me like just Big Brother High Life, which isn't uh, a bad thing in my opinion. And it's been a while since I've had a Guayabera, and it tastes just as good as what I remember it tasting. It's a tasty, tasty pale ale. Thank you for reminding me that I actually put two wedge cut in the freezer to ice down, so <laughs> I will be right back. <laughs> that uh, that new mix pack, I really, I really dig it. I, as much as I like Space Pope, I think Florida Man is a great addition to uh, the mix pack. Itself. I still have not tried Space Pope. So, uh, wish oh, I wish I would have known. I, I would have brought you some. We, is it is that year round? No, we. It, so it was a variety pack only, and there are some six packs floating around Tampa right now. It's a, a tasting room only, typically, but some of the uh, total wine locations have some six packs right now. I did see it in Philly when I lived there uh, a few times. The bottle shop by my house had six packs, and I think I saw it on draft at a couple 
uh, bars where I think I might have had it on draft somewhere. But Joel, your your beer is safe. It is good. That's a damn fine beer too. Uh, Wet yeah, I was very slushy. very excited to see this one uh, yesterday at ABC near me, uh, canned twelve days ago. So I'm hyped. I also be uh, earlier today. I had my first Heineken zero zero. How was it? Not bad. Uh, I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised by that. It tastes like a slightly lighter actual Heineken. Uh, so if they were trying to make it taste like Heineken, I think that they did a pretty, pretty good job of doing that. Um, so yeah, I, and I think it's 60 calories. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty tasty thing out there. I had a couple of them at my former brewery. Uh, we, uh, hosted a party for somebody and some asshole brought those in and the manager at the time allowed it. And uh, that's fine, whatever. But uh, they left them behind, tried one, thought it was really good, pretty authentic, you know, tasted just like the real thing, except I just thought it was a hair sweet. I feel like without even that small amount of alcohol to kind of dry it out, it, it just felt a touch sweet. I could see what you mean by that. And uh, I, like, I guess because we, we don't have a terrible lot planned for this week. Uh, originally, we had a certain plan, but that fell through. Hopefully, that'll come back around in the future. I also had a chant from uh, Funky Buddha, their locale IPA option. And that tasted pretty good, too. So the locale options that I've had thus far have been minimal. Uh, I think... Uh, was what's the bells one I called again? Uh, lighthearted, light, lighthearted, lighthearted. That was good. Chant, pretty good. I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying high low, uh, when uh, that becomes available. But uh, so far, this is this stuff could potentially get me hooked if if they taste good like they have. I just need to be able to see them in my my sto- my local stores. You guys looking to uh, do any at your brewery? Uh, conversation has not come up. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I do bring it up and see what uh, see what the boss thinks. I think they're tasty. I, I personally really enjoyed Lighthearted. Have not had Chant yet, um, but uh, I've heard pretty good things about it. Uh, I do like one a lot uh, for the hazy locale IPA and then the high-low batches, test batches that I've had are fantastic. Um, if you're looking at a true line extension, I think everyone's going to be very pleasantly surprised by that. Do you do you say that it t- like in your opinion does it taste like high lie or is it different from high lie? Like and purposefully so. I, there's similarities. Uh, the aroma, the initial attack is uh, very reminiscent to Highlight. The body is obviously not going to be the same. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so much of that is Highlight, in my opinion. The, the caramel b- backbone that that beer has uh, that sort of balances that hop assault that goes on in Highlight. But the finish is there. It finishes not 
too dry, not too sweet, just like Highlight. I I really do like kudos to the team at Cigar City for putting together an amazing beer at four percent alcohol and still tasting like a seven and a half percent Big Brother. So I'm really really excited for that to come out into the market and uh, sort of see what it does. Uh, the test batches have been very very good. Have you tried it side by side with the Big Brother? Uh, yeah. Like- uh- I had to. I I mean, why not? (laughs) I Um, I mean, even professionally, I'm sure you guys had to just to see what, no? No, not necessarily, but uh, curiosity, obviously. And um, the, you know, the aroma, uh, doing it blind or as blind as I could. um, I I had somebody pour them in, you know, playing cups together so that I could actually smell them. And it, you you can tell the difference just off of the visual aspect of it because that caramel backbone isn't there, but um, the aroma is there and that attack is there and it's awesome and it's it's four percent alcohol. You can drink more than one and not fall off your bar stool. It's great. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm super psyched uh, about trying that when it's uh, available. That's why, honestly, that's why I love that category. Is you can. You can session drink a quality beer and, you know, be it a zero zero or a low ABV beer. Those are fantastic styles. And, and, you know, you want a little bit of hops, but you don't want to just destroy your palate with a double IPA. I mean, if you want to do that, go to Florida Man, like you were saying. Florida Man, I think, is an astonishingly good beer. I'm very, very happy with it. I now, I drank it out of a can. It it's not a hazy IPA, right? No, nope. okay, clear. There was some mouthfeel to that that was reminiscent to me of a hazy IPA, but I was like, there's so much malt uh, character going on in this. Like it it it's like those old school double IPAs uh, that we were getting into the game liking with like Hercules and Maharaja and and, and things like that. Um, I I was. I was very happy to have that. And uh, I was like, it also, t- like, it's not so much bigger than uh, high ally in taste that it could be scary. <laughs> that you have a few of those, you drink all three from that six, from that mix pack in a night, you're, you might be rough the next day and not even realize that you had gone that direction. It's a uh, sneakingly good beer for sure. If you guys get an opportunity, if you like Florida Man, check out Fancy Papers. Um, if you do get the ability to find that, uh, it it is year round now. It was a seasonal at the beginning of the year, um, but it's a hazy IPA, um, a little bit higher alcohol, um, solid solid beer. Nice. So um, here. here- I have a question for both you guys. So, you know, we're talking locale and all that kind of stuff. And um, clearly we're seeing a lot of the package everywhere. You know, I I don't know what the prevalence of draft was before all this shit went down. Obviously draft, pretty much everything is dead. But in regard to the locale, lighter stuff, do you think just like we've seen with the soda wars, whether it's sugar substitutes, diet sodas, um that kind of shit coke zero do you think we'll see anything like that in darker beers with you know sugar substitutes you know instead of lactose you know, some other replacement next thing you know we've got fucking 100 calorie expedition 
Stevia, Stevia Stouts. There you go. <laughs> That's a damn good uh, thought there. Um, I I think that cost would probably have a lot to do with it because a lot of breweries are very cost-minded. Uh, and if something like that was cheaper and did... Like, if there was a cheaper lack... Uh, better for you equivalent to lactose that was uh, like an unfermentable sugar just for that body and sweetness i'm sure that there's someone out there who would try it yeah i i think with how much science plays into our industry that it's inevitable someone if they haven't already tried it will try something in a similar light um I think cost will come into play there. Uh, when you look at these low cal beers, you'd think they would be significantly less uh, cost costly to make. Sometimes that's not necessarily true, depending on the process. Um, you know. I mean, I think I kind of disagree with you guys in the sense about cost because obviously there are the more responsible breweries out there doing the right thing and being cost conscious, but then the ones who are making these fucking pastry batter stouts you know are the same ones that are you know dry hopping eight pounds per barrel of galaxy at 45 dollars a pound and simply passing the fucking expense off to the customer at you know 28 dollars a four pack so i think if if there's a suitable sugar substitute to be found they may try something like that i don't know i i can also see uh, them loving the photo op for the gram of them opening a bunch of individual stevia packets and <laughs> dumping them into their kettle. Uh, I, I can just see the whole fucking series now. You're going to have yellow for Splenda, pink for Sweet and Low, blue for Equal. And, and the hey, cans will steal the IP. I took the words out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> See, we we know each other. We we like finish each other's sandwiches. Sentences. <laughs> yeah, sandwiches. Yes, mm, yummy. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's inevitable. We're we're gonna see something. I mean, ha- how many people have tried to put peanut butter in a beer in multiple different ways? At, at some point in time, you got to be able to find some type of sugar that fits. So. I mean, people people have put activated charcoal into beers. People have put Joel. Remember when at a, that previous brewery we worked for the guy, the sales guy that came in with that al that blue algae crap spirulina. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, make your yeah. make your beer blue or green or whatever. And people are putting that in beers now too. Like, yeah, it's this, this only podcast- a matter of time for everything. This podcast is going to get really confusing for newer listeners because now we both have multiple former breweries. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to do you want to talk about that? Because you did on the, the virtual happy hour. You've talked about it on your Twitter, but not on an official episode. No, I mean, I I wasn't purposely bringing it up. I mean, just if you want to get it out of the way real quick. Yeah, I resigned from West Palm Brewery. uh little over a week ago, I'm a free agent, uh, down for whatever, uh, feeling good, feeling free, and uh, ready for the next thing. So I'll just leave it there. Wasn't it a Bud Light commercial up for whatever? Uh, wasn't that <clears throat> an ad campaign they had? I'm up for whatever, down for whatever, left for whatever, right for whatever. 
you are right for whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's Joel. Uh, brewers will put weird shit in beer and uh, session beers. Uh, I think that's a pretty good episode. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> Last call. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Phil, how have you been? Uh, Good. You you went back out onto the road last week. Yeah. Um, the rest of the state is definitely not what we're used to in South Florida, uh, which is very interesting. Um, definitely less caution being taken, uh, specifically in areas like Fort Myers and Naples. Um, when you bleed up a little bit closer to Sarasota, St. Pete, Tampa, you have pockets, but for the most part, people are taking it pretty seriously. Um, but you are starting to see people come out and, and I think inevitably we're going to see, you know, Broward, Miami date opens up, um, this Monday, which is actually three days after this podcast airs. Um, but the I, I expect to see probably that first week in Broward and Miami-Dade to be a little soft, and then next weekend, um, so in two days or three days, to be sort of that trial period for everyone when it goes to going out to eat and things of that nature. Um, I did go out to a restaurant, um, visited an account, and had a high lie on draft, and it was fantastic. Uh, the experience was definitely not the same and and it was sort of nerve-wracking um this establishment in particular is very busy during specifically thursday lunches and and it was they were busy but not slammed for 25 percent occupancy um so there were always tables open uh the tables were spread out the staff was great um the food was amazing and honestly it was it, it was nice to have the table conversation that i had they, they only allowed four people to sit at a table together um so i think we're getting to that point where we're moving back but at the same time it's a it you could definitely see people looking at each other um you know I, trying to check out if one person was comfortable or another person wasn't uncomfortable um and it, but there were times during that entire 3 day trip that i walked into a grocery chain and had a mask on and outside of the employees was one of a handful of people and looked like the oddball which is totally different for us down here the the interesting thing I think about all of this, uh, what you you mentioned earlier, Broward and Dade are opening up on they opened up on the eighteenth. Um, talking past tense for those listening to this, but it is in essence tomorrow from when we're recording this. They have not been into phase one at all until now, and they're going to be allowed to open up their restaurants at fifty percent without having to go through the twenty five percent. And they're the last counties to open up. That's a little scary. And they're the two hardest hit counties. And you hope that they're ready. Um, And and talking to a lot of my friends that own establishments in Broward and Miami-Dade, they're anxious, they're ready. Uh, Their staffing situation, luckily, a majority of them have been able to sort of restaff. Um, but 50% occupancy out of the gate, it's going to be interesting. 
So specific, I'm, and I'm watching the beach areas. I, I really want to see what happens on Fort Lauderdale Beach, Hollywood Beach, Miami Beach, North Miami Beach. Um, those are going to be telling crowd-wise. Yeah, uh, the town of Palm Beach up here, my way, is actually not going to open their beaches uh, when everyone else is. They're waiting until the Tuesday after Memorial Day to open their beaches uh, to try to avoid crowds. They're also making it uh, active use only. You cannot be passively using the beach. You can't just lay out on the beach. You have to be doing some sort of physical activity, running or or calisthenics or yoga or something like that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm waiting for someone to be fucking on the beach and be like, hey, this is a physical yeah, activity. Cardio. It's Florida. Uh, but being back out on the road, like it's, it's kind of like, I, I'm sure there's a, a whole lot of mixed emotions running through you with the whole thing. And, uh, I, I know that just day by day will probably change, uh, for you in one way or the other. And we'll see when it ultimately starts feeling normal again. Yeah, I think the you know the main thing is, is you try and be as safe as possible. You try and take as many precautions as you possibly can. Um, the hotel that I stayed at was empty. There were eight people, I think total, or eight cars. So maybe you know, sixteen, twenty-four people total in the entire place. Um, how they were able to stay open, I have no clue whatsoever. Um, but I, you know, my room was. From what I could tell, I didn't black light it or anything, but it was super clean. Um, but I did go in and, you know, Lysoled the entire room down, wiped everything down, uh, didn't have room service, but still the next day, like sprayed everything down. So it, there's a lot of precautions. I went through probably half a bottle of hand sanitizer slash uh, antiseptic spray. Um, on a three-day trip. Uh, my hands are super dry, um, but at the same time, coming back into my house, I wanted to make sure that my wife and my kid were as safe as possible and that I wasn't, you know, bringing anything back with me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the responsible thing to do, is thinking about others and over just yourself, and that's we could get into that and but we're not a uh, that type of podcast uh no not at all we like talking quick, about beer though quick question about the hotel was it uh did you have to use a, a key or get buzzed in to just even enter the the hotel lobby uh no but they did turn the they locked the doors earlier and they did have a okay. um bathrooms are for hotel guests only it, literally everything in the lobby area was closed so the hotel lobby bar if you wanted food you they had like a real limited packaged meals only um the little convenience store area was there but everything was sealed and packaged which was a little bit different. Typically, you'd have like in the morning a muffin or a pastry of some sort just sitting out in like a dish and you'd just grab it. None of that. Mm -hmm. Everything was shrink wrapped. Um, the bathrooms were not accessible and they had them all taped off. Um, the gym and all the convention area was closed. Um, it, it basically was you walked in, went to your room, and that's it. 
Um, but uh, no key. They they locked their doors at I I want to say it was ten o'clock at night. So relatively okay. early. So I was just asking because I we we take the dog for some longer walks on the weekend through downtown, and there's a couple of hotels that we pass by, and they have like signs on their door saying like uh, ring buzzer to be let in or use a uh, card the uh, key card to be to open door so like the sliding doors and such they don't even uh, activate unless you have a uh, a card or are buzzed in yeah that makes sense um joel how you feeling feeling great the, the wedge wedge cut uh treating you right oh the wedge cut is great man i mean it's it's just perfectly balanced. It's, you know, I hate the word crusher or crushable, but, you know, I, I can't think of a better word for it. What is it, four and a half percent? Yeah, I mean, it's really great beer. Um, I was at ABC with my brother yesterday. I picked up some of these. He grabbed some Margarita Goza. Um, really good stuff, man. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, are we getting Paloma Goza here, Phil? Yes, it will be... I want to say it's arriving this week or next week, I'd, I think, I believe. I'd, I'm dying to have that beer. That is one beer that I have not had, and I actually forgot to pick up a six-pack while I was in Tampa because I was looking forward to it. But I've heard it's super tasty. I assume it is, and I, too, am looking forward to trying that. When I saw that on the the calendar uh, earlier this year, I was like, all right, marking that off as something i need to try still haven't tried uh one of you had it on a recent episode the wild little thing from sierra that was yeah I, I did too oh you yeah, did too i think we both bought a six-pack at the same time um i liked it what do you think joel I, the i liked it was it was more on the sweet side than the tart side that like Looking at, like, if you were going to compare, like, Margarita Goes versus Wild Little Thing, Margarita Goes was definitely more uh, dry tart, where uh, Wild Little Thing was a little bit sweeter. Um, that hibiscus really came through, in my opinion. It was pink. Yeah, I don't remember the exact copy on the packaging, but I do recall that it sort of went out of its way to let you know, like, hey, this is not sour sour, which is a good thing, because... A lot of the shitlords will get something that's supposedly sour from a legacy brewery like that and shit all over it thinking it's not lemon juicy enough. So um, I think they did a good job of executing it and keeping it really well balanced while also, you know, not hyping up anyone's expectations as if this is, you know, some literal wild ale that, you know, came from oak fermentation or, you know, food or cool ship, whatever. You know, that's, that's a good point, Joel, because I'll, I'll think back to, I think it was, yeah, New Belgium Snapshot. I don't think they make that anymore, but that was purposefully worded like as mild, like slightly tart, mildly tart, something like that on the label. And I, I thought that that was rightly so. And then you, you look at uh, like Sam Adams and every time they have something that's like a Berliner Weiss or a Goza in one of those uh, packs and it's like, oh, this isn't as tart as I would expect. But I know that they're they're appealing to a wider, bigger market um, and 
that's people people are going to be buying that variety pack who may have never even heard of sour beers let alone had one or like one um so that's that's why that's there i'm sure but i i like the fact that cigar city just goes kind of all out on margarita goza it's it's a sour beer like and like right in your face as being sour and uh, almost unapologetic about it so I, I appreciate that even though that is a, 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 a widely somewhat distributed beer, it is a pretty tart beer, and uh, I like that. So nothing against any of the other ones that are, are mildly so. I still want to try Wild Little Thing, but I that is something I appreciate about Margarita Cosa. I think you were telling me to put a shot of tequila in it and that it actually tasted really good with a shot of tequila. Was it? I used it as a floater in a cocktail and I can't remember what it. Oh, I did. No, I did a. um, I think I did a bourbon smash and instead of uh, putting seltzer water in it, I uh, used that as the 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 bubbly and gotcha i added a shot of tequila uh on cinco de mayo actually to a margarita goes and it was awesome it it met my hankering for a margarita it, it you got that like tequila flavor to it so. yeah and then you get some bubbles with that too so it makes it an even more unique uh uh take on the margarita Absolutely. Which is something that we've been making a lot of in our house. Uh, my fiance has bought a number of. She bought one of those like gigantic bottles of. I can't. I'm not a huge tequila fan, but that they, they have those blue bottles. Milagro. Uh, yes, them. Yes, that's what I got. Uh, like what's it? A 1.75 liter bottle, like giant bottle. Uh, and we just made pitchers of margaritas to have in the, the backyard with our, our, uh, in-laws who live in the main house in front of us. Uh, what's your, what's your margarita recipe? It is the simplest thing. One and a half ounces tequila, one ounce Cointreau, a half of a lime. That's it. Joel, margarita recipe? Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, we'll use that bullshit mix, but, um, you know, very, very good um, tequila that I would normally drink straight. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't buy that super cheap shit. Um, and and Milagro is very entry level. My father-in-law spent a good bit of time in Arizona and uh, got into tequila himself. And when he came back, uh, he got me into it with uh, several brands, including Milagro. Uh, I think their silver is just super smooth and easy drink, just super easy drinking. Um, and they even have a silver like barrel select bottle. It kind of comes in a little bit of a fancier bottle. It's usually about like 40 bucks or so, but um, just really fucking smooth. I mean, tequila to me is one of those liquors that has been so poorly portrayed in movies and TV. Like anytime anyone drinks it, they're eating the worm and puking everywhere and just inebriated beyond you know but um this stuff is really really smooth really good um and uh, we also got some triple sec to go with it you know a little splash of that but uh 
you know, I'm I, I'm not the mixologist uh, that you guys are, especially Mike. Um, and, and and normally for me, I mean, it's it's straight. I liquor. can read books. Like that's, that's <clears> about <throat> it. <laughs> and weren't you like making your own bitters at one point? I I made my own bitters one time before. Yeah, like I I did go really heavy into it uh, for a, probably a year or so, and I still do really enjoy doing uh cocktails and i i love learning about new things like this when when we were in philly i uh was at our farmer's market bought some some locally grown blackberries some locally grown mint and i was like let me try to make a cocktail out of it looked up like blackberry mint cocktails and up came a blackberry bourbon smash and i was like all right let's try it i have i have lime i have bourbon uh, those are the only other things I need and some soda water and it's delicious. I made one last weekend cause we got some good blackberries. Uh, and but yeah, I, I enjoy doing it. Phil, what's your margarita? Ooh, um, two limes pressed, uh, and beefy limes, not those like tiny little meh limes. Um, ounce and a half of silver tequila and a splash of simple syrup. I like to add a little bit of heat and toss in uh, a jalapeno and uh, or a few slices of fresh jalapeno and shake it up and pour it out. And that's it. So you don't you don't use uh, an orange li- liqueur in there at all. Nope. Okay. No, I you like use it an nice awful and lot dry of lime, bitter. but I yeah. like that too. I love the acidic acidicness of it. Um, and and acidity. The, the acidity. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Um, acidicness uh, <laughs> I want to make that a t-shirt amazing. thank you um, and uh, the splash of simple syrup just you know cuts it just just enough so so you yeah. you feel like you need a little sweet to it yeah just to and, and I've done it without the simple syrup but um, and that re- it really highlights the tequila um, you get that if you're using good tequila, you can get that. Uh, my go-to tequila is Espelon. Um, that's my like just go-to, but I love Casamigos. Okay. So the margarita is a pretty damn good choice for hot weather that we're starting to really get here. What is another, we're, we're moving away from beer a little bit here. Beverage podcast. Co- yeah, what is your cocktail of choice for summer, Joel? Oh shit, I don't really think I have one. I mean, I'm just not a cocktail guy. Normally, if I get one, it's because I'm at some bar or some lounge or something like that. And when I do, uh, I go the fill route. I love the addition of that heat. That all started in Denver when we got the. Uh, new Saigon cocktail at uh, Linger, the rooftop bar in uh, Denver, which was uh, cucumber, lime, jalapeno, gin, uh, Thai basil, Thai basil, black pepper. I mean, fucking just what what a combination. And then moved over to Williams and Graham, and I was like, just make me something fucking sweet and spicy. And they did uh, some sort of apple. Uh, apple drink not an apple teeny uh not that (laughs) there's anything wrong with that but they had some habanero syrup to go with it and oh my god so um what kills me in these sorts of drinks is the sweetness that's where i get the heartburn and that 
you know, just that's what kills me. So uh, I like introducing some of that heat. And I mean, normally I'm just like a scotch guy and, you know, that's not conducive to South Florida heat. But uh, I don't know. I, I really like the introduction of something spicy to, you know, kind of counter all of that sweetness and even some of the acidity. Joel is the uh, the head of Double Scotcher GFY. Yes. Uh, what about you, Mike? Tom Collins. Tom it's, Collins. It's so good. It, it is my. That's my go-to drink. I like. Uh, if I'm at a new cocktail bar, I'm going to try something off of the the cocktail menu, and then almost always we'll order a Tom Collins to see how the bartender makes one of those. Um. It's such a simple. Yeah, tell us what's in that because I only know it from Meet the Parents. <laughs> yeah, gin, simple syrup, lemon, shaken in a shaker, and then topped off with club soda or seltzer of some sort. Uh, it's tart, a little bit sweet from the from the sugar, but it's just tart and bubbly and goes down so easy and i'm also a huge gin fan so like i could do g and t's too uh all day and probably hate myself afterwards but uh gin drinks tend to always come across as refreshing to me and so while tom collins will always be my 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 go-to i i'll always look at like all right gin drinks Ooh, that sounds because you usually get citrus mixed in there um, with some something bubbly, seltzer water of some sort. Um, you just can't go wrong to with, in my opinion, with anything. Oh, Pim's Cup, too, which is a, a Pim's, number one, is a gin-based liqueur with a whole bunch of herbal stuff going on in there. And that's just simply Pim's, number one. And if you can find carbonated lemonade... Use that. Otherwise, lemonade and some seltzer water, and it just tastes like iced tea, and uh, it tastes like a, a an Arnold Palmer, really. Phil. Ah man, um, so there's I'm I'm gonna take it in a few different directions because one, the go-to year-round for me is a Campari Spritz. Um, just super simple, super easy. Love it. It's nice, bitter, dry. Um, but if you're talking Campari over Aperol, yes, a hundred percent Campari over Aperol. Um, I, I don't like it too sweet. Um, I like that bitterness. Um, but since we're talking about summer in particular and the other cocktail that I always go to and very similar to your Tom Collins is the aviation, um, which is gin, maraschino liqueur, creme de violet, and lemon juice. Um, great, amazing cocktail. I Same thing as you, Mike, where I'll go in, I'll order something on the menu, and then I'll talk to the bartender. And if the bartender or the mixologist or whatever uh, they want to call themselves. Um, has has some good knowledge of cocktails then i'll ask for an aviation um but hanging out by the pool on a summer day there's nothing better than taking a cooler or some type of large container dumping in 
uh, Simply Lemonade, an, an entire jug of Simply Lemonade, an entire jug of Simply Limeade, and a 175 milliliter bottle of your favorite gin. Toss it on top of ice and literally just do a gin box. Um, we used to do it with a cooler. You can do it with really anything large. It's equal parts all the way through, basically. You mean 1.75 liter? 1.75. Yeah, sure. 175 milliliters Same isn't thing. very much. <laughs> half oh, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just toss half a handle in there. Uh, that, that's it toss it over ice uh grab yeah. some ice for your cups and uh you know pour away and then that way everybody can sort of have a little bit of everything but it's it's tart refreshing um the booze is sort of hidden but you still get a little bit of that gin um really really good the funny thing about the aviation is that the creme de violet that's the only thing that you really need creme de violet for is to make an aviation it's not in very much else yeah it's in my bar and everyone's always like why do you have that purple stuff and it's like for one cocktail and that's it uh, green chartreuse you make last words with that uh, absolutely that's, uh, great great cocktail as well yeah that is um all right so I think uh, anyone want to add anything else or do we want to get into uh, last calls here? I would just like to say that this podcast was brought to you by the letter C, Cigar City and Cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, how was the anniversary at your place? Um, From what I understand, went over uh, really well. Uh, Yeah, we, we at Copper Point, we celebrated our fifth anniversary on Saturday um, unfortunately we couldn't have like a, a whole shindig like we are used to, but we, uh, put on five, uh, specialty beers that we, we made for the day. And, uh, I'm trying to remember all of them. Uh, but we did a bourbon barrel aged variation of our cocoa for coxness, um, which is our Imperial stout with coconut and cocoa nibs that won a gold medal at GABF a couple years back. Um, we did a bourbon barrel aged uh, uh, b- uh, Bach that has been sitting in our uh, our cellar, like I think it's two years old. It's been in the keg now. Um, that was tasting mighty good. We did a raspberry shortcake sour, just some raspberry and vanilla. Um, we did a black forest imperial stout with uh, chocolate and cherries. And there's one other thing that I can't think of what it was, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a little bittersweet because we we have some great regulars and great supporters of our brewery, and I'm sure that they came out and bought up some crowlers and six packs and stuff to help support. Um, and and I I thank those people because they helped uh, keep me keep me employed during. Uh, these trying times so um i'm uh, eternally grateful to our wonderful regulars and supporters of copper point was tiger king one and done yeah uh we still have it on on uh draft for crowlers right now i think we have like two or three kegs left of it um so if you uh if you liked Tiger King, uh you can still get a crowler of it. Uh sorry you can't get any of the the cool looking cans. 
but uh i was very surprised and happy with how the like metallic foiling on those labels turned out that we might uh do some other specialty stuff using that in the future because that those looked super cool uh with how that uh metallic look uh came out they came out great my uh my son last night I guess it's a meme now, and he doesn't know anything about it, but he would not stop saying Carol Baskin last night. We were playing Monopoly. He just kept saying Carol Baskin. I'm like, would you shut up? You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he just kept saying it and saying it, and eventually we kicked him out of the game. Uh, at, l- at least he wasn't saying Carol fucking Baskin. And, of course, my stupid mind... I immediately think Carol Baskin Robbins and I Google it and it does not disappoint. <laughs> uh, do I have to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> I'm going down it right now. <laughs> Phil's going to take one for the team here. Um, all right. Uh, you guys want to do last calls? Sure. Um, I, I kind of, I guess already did mine there cause I was going to thank, uh, thank, uh, the, Wonderful folks at uh, my brewery at Copper Point and uh, and our our fans. So mine's kind of out of the way. So did you design that shirt? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, it, it was actually <laughs> Phil showing us some Carol Baskin Robbins. Yeah, that was something I designed months ago to to use as like the graphic for uh, for the party, and just because the party was getting canceled, never thought it would uh, resurface, but. Uh, the uh, they were like, "Hey, let's make some shirts with this." I'm like, "Oh, really? Uh, okay, here's here's the here's the file." Um, it was made to be this kind of like Illuminati kind of thing, uh, and then also with the hand just holding up five fingers. Uh, it took my boss a a minute to to get it get the reference, but he likes it so enough to put it on a shirt. Uh, Joel, you want to give a last call? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm no longer with West Palm Brewery, but I do want to give a huge thank you to Eric Miller over at American Craft Aleworks. Uh, Eric agreed to step in and finish the final beer I was working on. He uh, racked it uh, to a serving tank, carved and tapped it, and uh, I guess sort of completed the job for me. So I thought that was really cool of him. He didn't have to do it. He's uh, two blocks away from that brewery and is, you know, the nearest quote unquote competition. So, you know, it's just such an awesome example of how cool this fucking industry is and how we all work together. And, uh, I really appreciate him helping out, uh, in my absence. And, uh, he's a great brewer himself and, and a trusted friend. And I highly recommend you go check out his beers on uh, Clematis street in downtown West Palm beach. Yeah, good dude. Good dude for sure. Good brewer. Phil? So this past two weeks, actually, um, we were talking about it before we hit record, but um, I started watching the ESPN docuseries The Last Dance uh, regarding the uh, last season of Michael Jordan as a Chicago Bull um, that they won the, uh, they completed their second three-peat. Amazing docuseries really has done nothing but rekindle awesome memories from when I was a child watching the Chicago Bulls play from the very beginning all the way through 
even down to the conflicted feelings that I felt when Jordan came back and it sort of felt cheated on to a degree where it was like, well, you quit and I found somebody else to cheer for and the Orlando Magic um, as the Magic were an up-and-coming team and then they end up playing each other in the playoffs and sort of reminiscing about everything has been really fun. Um, I was still a Bulls fan, uh, just like every front runner kid that lived in Florida at that point in time. Um, and, and it just, it was, it, it's been such an amazing journey and, and I'm sad to see it coming to an end, but I did start thinking who in nineties history, could they possibly do something similar to this? And I really would love to see a Mike Tyson, um, docuseries because I, I, I believe his background story or even Muhammad Ali, but I, I just can't. I can't imagine that they have that much video footage of Ali where it, somebody had to be following Tyson throughout the last few years with a video camera. Uh, it, the guy's just entertain. He, he is entertainment. Um, so I, yeah, I, it, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. If anybody uh, has not seen it, uh, definitely take the time. Even if you're not a sports fan, my wife hates sports and she's like, can we watch the last dance? Can we get caught up please? Because I just, I want to watch it. Like it's fun. Um, and, and Jordan talk about a hell of a teammate, talk about finding ways to motivate people and times that they're not motivated. Um, just really, really good docuseries. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking the same way. I think before we went on air, we were talking about this a little bit. Joel was waiting for the whole show to... Dog is losing his mind. Uh, waiting for the whole Denver series Nuggets to fan. drop. <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> waiting for the whole thing to drop before watching it all, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. So uh, last episode's out. I'll, I'll find some time to... Uh, power through that i i don't know maybe maybe my fiance like she's not into sports so we'll see i'm she sorry i didn't give you guys see. the spoiler alert that they won two three-peat championships i oh, can't believe you phil <laughs> like i'm from chicago guys, how did i not know this the titanic goes down at the end of titanic i'm sorry wow son of a ah <laughs> no all right well uh you guys want to plug anything? Uh, Instagrams, uh, Twitters, Phil? Uh, Palmasano 77 at Instagram and DoSpearEgos on Twitter. Florida, D-U-H, Brewer on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and LinkedIn I'm... soon. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you pointers. Phil's, Phil knows that a lot. He's still pretty great on there. His his MySpace page is is starting to fall behind, but uh, he's still pretty good on LinkedIn. Never really caught steam. I'm at Mike Loves Beer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at United We Drink on Instagram at United We Drink Pod. We're also on Facebook. Um. We are going to be doing another virtual happy hour, hopefully sometime next week, if we uh, stick to our normal Thursdays, uh, which uh, we should have talked about before we went on the show. But if uh, that works well for everyone, we'll be doing it on 
Thursday the 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time again. Uh, hit us up on any of our social media for uh, to let us know if you want to join in, and then we'll send you a link to the Zoom uh, like a day before so that you can get in on it. We had a lot of fun. Apparently, you guys went super late even after I left. Uh, it was about 10.30. We went like three and a half hours. Uh, that, wow. That's the perks of the premium Zoom membership. Yeah, paying for itself already. Uh, but yeah, join in. We had a lot of fun at the the second one. We had a lot of fun on the first one. Uh, would love to meet some uh, some new listeners. And uh, big shout out to all those who have joined us uh, already. Um, if you want to support the show by buying a shirt, pin, button, uh, sticker, or something like that, go to our web store, unitedwedrink.com slash store. Maybe I'll have an acidity acidicness shirt up uh <laughs> down <laughs> get down with the acidicness uh <laughs> uh maybe not i got the finger for that one uh but um subscribe to the show on any of uh, your podcast apps of choice uh if you are on apple podcasts please rate the show review it if you have a have a minute or two really it would help us out otherwise we'll be back with a brand new episode in two weeks right here on unitedwedrink.com. For Phil and Joel, we'll see you guys then. Cheers. See you. Enjoy. Acidicness, acidicness, acidicness.